staff or affiliates. You're listening to Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com, 100% listener-supported radio, and now we return you to your host. Barb DeLong, your host, and I invite you to step away from the mainstream and gather around as we enlighten the world and our realities and travel this cosmic journey we call life. Join us as we share with you and provide that beacon that can guide us all to a better way. Explore with us as we examine a metaphysical montage of spiritual insights covering everything from the mundane to the magical, UFOs to unicorns, and everything in between. This is Nightlight, a reminder that you are never alone. Tonight we're doing something just a little bit different. Um, I almost feel like Monty Python. Uh, Cynthia Jordan is my guest tonight. And Cynthia and I have done a lot of different projects together over time. We've done a documentary and we've done lots and lots of radio shows. And, and she is an amazing lady. She is an artist. She is an author. She is a spiritual being. She does tapes. She does all sorts of amazing recordings. And she and I have been talking uh, over the last week or so about all of the different events that have happened that have changed all of our lives. And we decided to, to do a presentation of them expanding upon the events and stretching them into the spiritual reality that that is the final maybe not the final level but but it's it's a level above what we've all experienced to this point in time so we're going to talk about some of the events that have happened over the last couple of years and Cynthia has composed music that is going to sort of in a way represent the words that I'm going to read beforehand. And, and Cynthia, did you want to explain how you compose these pieces? Sure, Barbara. It's good to see you or hear you. Uh, well, the way that I'm composing this is a lot of these I'm kind of doing like when Gershwin composed Rhapsody in Blue. 
it, the feeling and the emotion will all come simultaneously. Uh-huh. I, I have a, a guideline that I go with. I use the numbers of the dates uh, that we're talking about. And so what happens with each one is you'll get a little feel of music that you might even recognize that um, represents the place that these events happened. And then there's a, a feeling of, you know, for instance, the first one when we do the September 11th, you're going to get a feeling of just the regular day, you know, regular day. People get up for their regular day, their regular routine. And then you'll hear music that describes what happened. And then we move on to the transition that each one of those souls that transcended in on September 11th went to the most glorious, beautiful place. And this is why we're doing this show is because that can bring us comfort. On this side of it, we feel the horror. But if we can focus on the idea that each one of these souls that passed went to the most glorious, glorious, beautiful existence of love with colors and music and only love, it helps with our sorrow. Okay, beautifully put. Um, Tonight is a celebration of spirit. Everyone has their own private story about those times in which the world changed in a split second. And for a brief moment, uh, time stood still as we were a witness to an event that shifted our realities and changed the way we looked at life forever. In the past, these kinds of moments were almost generational and in a way were indelibly etched upon the very fabric of time. Moments like Pearl Harbor, the end of World War II, and the assassination of President John F. Kennedy were so intense and so filled with emotions of of millions of people that they are not only burned into our own memories and consciousnesses, but, but upon the fabric of time as well. Anyone who experienced those times can tell you where they were, what they were doing when they heard the news. Times have changed, and in some ways it's almost as if it has sped up. Now we're experiencing those moments at a far more frequent pace. Shock and terror are imprinting our consciousnesses as if to awaken us from a slumber or apathy that we have fallen into. We're being called to awareness, but more than that, we're being reminded that we are on a journey of awakening. The frequency in which these events are happening represents a quickening of sorts that pushes us to go beyond the terror and the fear that they represent, to go beyond the anger and resentment they awaken within us, to reach for the ultimate spiritual understanding that is the gift that they actually bring to us. On September 11, 2001, New York City experienced one of these events. That day, two planes collided with the Twin Towers in New York City, and 2,996 people were killed. 6,000 were injured. Everyone who was witness to this event was flooded with emotions, the horror, the disbelief, and fear that were released 
when those flying bombs collided and exploded created a trauma that literally created an impression on the very essence of a fragment in time and sent out waves of energy that became a tsunami of light into which thousands of souls were being drawn. The experience for me as a psychic was very similar to what one might experience undergoing twilight sleep during surgery. You feel removed from your reality, though you can see it and hear what's going on. In addition, you float within a sphere of translucent light and are able to watch and listen to, in essence, another dimension of reality unfolding before your very eyes. And because there is a spiritual thread as well, you begin to see a larger picture than most and the implications and reasons for that experience. The logical mind is suspended for a time and the impossible becomes possible. There was a huge whoosh and the air around me became clear and sharp. An almost imperceptible sound of a sort of music vibrated around me and I could see the individual lights that were the souls of those who had been released as they swirled and danced around twinkling within a cloud of light that had enveloped everything and everyone. I was filled with wonder and soon began to realize that there was much more to this experience than I could ever grasp. There was a message here, one that perhaps with time could be shared so that additional understanding might be absorbed. So I put it out there for those who might seek a deeper understanding of moments like this. When something such as 9-11 occurs, it is so violent, so horrible, and so sudden that it burns itself into the very fragment of the time in which it happens. It is seared indelibly upon the spot in the universe and the memories of all of humanity, not only for this lifetime, but for all of eternity. It becomes a beacon to mark a time and place when the course of humanity took a turn and made a shift. And for those who are sensitive, they will eternally feel it and draw from it the message it carries. Ground Zero carries forever the imprint of 9-11, and that imprint is there not to haunt us, but rather to remind us. The massive cloud of spiritual energy, the feeling of thousands of swirling spirits that I was a part of that day, and the light that surrounded them is a part of the eternal message that was left to us as well. I saw those spirits as they were released from human form and set free to blend into the celestial light. I'm compelled to relate that, yes, there was fear and unimaginable emotional and physical pain and suffering right up to the moment of release. And then, then there was peace and unbelievable joy. There was the understanding that they had been a part of a shift in the consciousness of all of humanity. There was celebration and love all around and peace, unbelievable peace. From the human view, they were innocent victims of brutality and terror and war. From the spiritual side, they were volunteers whose mission was to awaken a deeper understanding within the hearts and souls of mankind. We on this plane were thrust into a battle that is yet ongoing. On the other side, heroes and martyrs celebrated because a war had been won and their sacrifice and the consciousness of mankind had been stretched to at some point reach a peace that before had not been possible. 
Once those souls crossed into the light, they became aware of the purpose of the sacrifices and how we could take wisdom and understanding and make our reality a better place because of it. Yes, there was great sadness and suffering, but the human spirit expanded and grew because of it. There's always a bigger picture, and the further the distance, the greater the perspective. The more time I shared within that cloud of light that day, the more I realized that there was a far greater purpose to the occurrences than any of us could possibly imagine. In a way, we were all playing out our roles in a greater arena that was not then or even now perceived by our consciousnesses. For thousands of individual souls, it was a moment of imprinting time and leaving a message that out of the most horrible experiences, peace, love, and compassion can be born. And we saw that. We saw some of it taking place in the days and weeks that followed. All over the world, petty differences were put aside and we were drawn together and consoled one another. Yeah, a battle had begun. But on the other side, a war had been won. Humanity was given the tools and awareness of the greater consciousness that we have yet to grow into. And we will, most probably in spite of ourselves. Those spirits, the souls that crossed over because of that act of terror, knew in that instant peace, unconditional love, and joy, and the cosmic understanding that they were immortal and had given a gift to all of mankind.
Barbara, are you there? I am. Well, Cindy, could you explain those pieces for us a little bit? Sure. Um, what I did was I started with start spreading the news about New York. So I did, if anybody uh, recognized that. Okay, so, oh, wait, I'm back, I'm back. I was gone. Okay, there you are. But I'm back, I'm back. Okay. Um, shall we start with December 14th again? Well, we could. Uh, Sean just asked me how I came to play these pieces. Um, okay, let, let's finish with what we've got here, and then we'll go back into exactly how this all happened, okay? That sounds great. Okay, I, I had muted myself, and I forgot to unmute me, so I'm going to... Oh, that's <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to go into December 14th and read it and then you can play what you had for December 14th, okay? Oh, okay, darling. Okay, December 14th, 2012, Sandy Hook Elementary was the site of yet another event that touched our souls and broke our hearts. 20 children and 7 adults were taken into the light in an act of violence and fear. Young, innocent, old and wise, they all added their voices to the call to awakening to the reminder that we need to wake up and reach beyond the anger.
April 15th, 2013, Boston, Massachusetts. On this date, the Boston Marathon was bombed. Three were killed and 264 were injured. Again, time stood still as we watched in horror as violence beyond reason took place before our very eyes. And again, we struggled to make sense, to find reason in the unbelievable actions against perfect strangers. The sadness and sorrow we felt when innocent individuals were released into the light were brutally wounded for no reason. Yet again, another soulful cry to the hearts and spirits of humanity for awakening. Some awoke. Many did not.
November 13, 2015. On this date, Paris experienced an attack in which 130 were killed, 368 were wounded. Millions watched via the Internet and television as this horror unfolded and repeated itself yet again. Millions felt helpless as hundreds experienced the confusion of being caught up in an unexpected event of terror that had no reason. Its only purpose was to create fear and death. Frustration and anger built as these kinds of attacks continued unpredictable and without cause, increasingly cruel and violent.
June 12, 2016, Orlando, Florida. 49 dead, 53 injured. And once more, we were witness to evil and fear beyond our imaginations or expectations. No longer is it nations that are taking part in terror. Now it is being brought to the individual level, and we are all being put on alert. other instances in which terror has been unleashed, sadly way too numerous to mention or enumerate, countless thousands have been sacrificed over the years in a manner that has horrified and outraged us. Their nobility and selfless offering had purpose beyond what we all experienced. There was fear, pain, horror, sadness, outrage, and in many the need for vengeance, we all felt those emotions, but it doesn't end there. It also awakened a higher spiritual awareness that will slowly become more and more evident as time goes by. There will always be those who stop at vengeance, but num the numbers are increasing of those who are going beyond it, 
those who are discovering the spiritual pathway and the understanding that those souls who were a part of this quickening within the consciousness of all of humanity have become the bridge to the higher levels and dimensions we're able to ascend to. The day will come when humanity will no longer have the need for trauma in order for the inner awakening to open and that bridge to appear. At that time, we become the bridge without the need for sacrifice, for we all will once again be one family with a singular destiny focused on peace, love, and abundance. Certainly play a mean piano there, lady. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, it was, um, I wouldn't say these were pieces that I composed as much as they were pieces that I felt. Mm-hmm. 
Awesome. I think, it, I, you know, we have, you and I have done a number of shows where you've taken people's birthdays and the numbers in, you know, in their birthdays and, and composed the song of their spirit. And, um, we were talking a while back about, uh, doing something different and, and I'm not sure. I think we were talking about the terrorist attacks and, and I'm not sure who, I think it was a, it was a, it was a group idea that we take the dates of the, um, of the attacks and compose music for them to go along with the dialogue. And, uh, important for people to understand that out of horror can come beauty. It truly can. Right. Well, unification, oneness, all kinds of things happen, and it's it's tragic. But you know, we signed up for this human experience, Barbara. <laughs> we said, "Put me in the game." All right, here we go. So, I think next time I'm going to read the contract a little better. So, <laughs> so you took. Does each number um, represent a different note? Is that how you do this? Right. Well. For instance, the Orlando right here is... Uh So it's almost discorded a little bit, but at the same time it has its own identity. Uh You, You see? So music can be very predictable, uh, my music is very abstract. It's kind of like, you know, you get a blank canvas and one minute you're thinking of, uh, for instance, musically what I was doing when I did 9-11, right? Mm-hmm. I was just kind of doing, you know, everyday people kind of... You know, they're brushing their teeth and they're getting ready for it. You're trying to... Figure- if they got to, you know, they're trying to figure out what shoes to wear with what outfit and got to grab a donut, they got to go to the grocery store, that kind of thing. They had no idea what was about to happen. None of us did. And, you know, so so here's this, you know, just normal day-to-day routine. And then I went to this, the first hit, right? And then I went to them, the people running, trying to run down the stairs, you know. going on and then I came up with this idea one time Barbara and then of course you jumped right on it because you've also had the idea but I was sitting with a friend and they were talking about all of the horrible things that happen in our world you know and he was giving me a couple of examples that I don't even want to talk about because they were so horrible right Mm mm-hmm and sometimes, you know, you get a piece of information and you wish that no one ever told you that because it puts an ugly picture in your head. But I looked at him and I said, you know, when something like that happens and it's so horrific, instead of dwelling on the horror of it, I like to think that that soul went from fear to instant a thousand, I mean, you can't even imagine this, the magnitude of beauty and love and, uh, and a blissful existence just in one split second. 
So I like to think of victims, what we would consider a victim, as a... I like the way that you had said that they sacrificed themselves. They were the souls that sacrificed themselves because that's part of the contract. You know, we, uh-huh. we, uh, we, we have the sacrificial lambs and the sacrificial lambs are the ones that intensify our existence and our understanding of life and our spirituality because it, emotion is the voice to me is the voice of God for me. It's emotion. When I feel a chill bump or I feel exhilarated or that's emotion. When I'm also, when I feel a negative emotion, that's also, that's kind of giving me a sense that I'm not in harmony. And that's what I did a lot of banging around on the piano because it wasn't harmonic. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't harmonic. It wasn't organized. It was chaotic. And that's what happens when people are in fear. You know, they're just they're just out of control. And then when we go, we like to think of ourselves in transcension as going up, right? And because that that's part of the the whole. I was studying um, or listening to some lectures from a professor at Berkeley Music, and he was saying when you want to emphasize happiness or exhilaration or uh, an aha thought or something make your notes go up you see it's uh-huh. like uh, and so that controls the emotion so all of the the pieces where the transition was happening i tried to go up 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 and then i would run out of notes and i Go back down. <laughs> I only had 88 keys here, so, so I go back up again. And uh, and and with that understanding of of this, going back to the bliss and going back to the to the love. And here we are, left with all of that, and we're angry, like you said. By the way, that was so beautifully, beautifully written. Oh, just outstanding. And uh, we were, were left behind. We're left, uh-huh. we're left here. But to think, what about, okay, so our body, the, body's, the body isn't functioning anymore. That doesn't mean, this is our sense of immortality. This, oh, yeah. is, this doesn't mean, they, they remind us that we, of our immortality. And we, and they also remind us how insignificant the body is, right? Uh-huh. Because we're, they're not, people who passed are not gone. They're just in, in my opinion, I mean, there's all different things, but they're just in another dimension. I, right. You know, they're, they're just, I mean, they're right here with us now. Uh, and all of us, I'm sure, have had, if, if you really are plugged in, then you can feel that sense of someone who's passed being right there with you and the love. And by the way, music is a great way to do that because when I listen to music on my walks, I've programmed music that remind me of all kinds of different people and some of them are have passed. And, uh-huh. and for instance, my grandmother, she was my little Mexican grandmother. I just loved her so much. And she loved that song, uh, Cuando calienta el sol aquí en la playa, and 
so I, I play that and she's instantly with me. I can feel, I can feel her. I can feel her love. I can feel her smiling. I don't care if it's real. Who cares? I, you know, I don't have to explain it. It's real to me. It's uh-huh. real to me. It's, it's, the love is there. She's with me. She's in her new body and it's exhilarating and she's dancing for those three little minutes of the song. But in God time, there's no time. So it's just an awareness that she's with me, right? Exactly. So anyway, mu- music is good for that. Oh, and, goodness, well, yes. Yes. And I think part of the message, <clears throat> and we'll go into this after the break because I know it's coming up here someplace. Okay. But, um, but part of, part of what, what you and I talked about, the message that, that was so important to get across and, and, you know, like I said, we'll go into it after the break as well. But, but it, it's that, that these kind of occurrences strangely often are the foundation and the impetus for great peace and love and wonder and, and all sorts of things. And, and I don't want anybody at all to get the idea that, that either, uh, Cynthia or I are saying that, that all we have to do are love our enemies. You know, there is a difference between, between vengeance and justice. Uh, and, and certainly justice needs to be, to be put in balance here. So we're not in any way saying that we should just hug everybody and say that's okay. That's not the case. But, but the situation and the positive, the positive things that can come out of it are so immensely greater than the terror and the fear and the anger. And, oh, absolutely. and it's really important for us to, to, um, once we have perspective, certainly not immediately, but once we have perspective to take the, 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 the situation and turn it into a positive to not be defeated by the anger and the fear and the terror, but to take that situation that was awful and make something good out of the results of it. Not, not to be defeated by it, but rather to use it as, as an impetus for, for, for something that has a peaceful message to it. I know with, with Twin Towers, that's exactly what they have done. And, and, you know, in, in, in my mind, the, the best tribute we have are those beams of light that go up in the air on, on 9-11 every year. But, but, but the reality here is, um, as horrible as it all is, all we're seeing is the mess that is left behind. We're not seeing the joy, the wonder, the amazing, um, excitement that, that those spirits, once they have, once they have left the body of, of, of the joyous reception they get on the other side of, of the beauty and the bliss they are surrounded by and, and become a part of immediately. And, and it's, 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 it's something that's very important for us to remember or at least at some point recognize because yes, we're sad because it happened and we're sad because of loss and we're sad because of the emptiness those people that have crossed over have left. But in some way, shape or form before they came into this incarnation, this was a part of their contract. Right. right. So the, 
the spirit had signed on for this and you don't shrug your shoulders and say, oh, well, you know, that was their choice. Uh, no, th- that's, no. that's not what we're talking about. We're, we're, we're trying to get across the message that no matter how horrible something is, something beautiful can be made from it. And you took those dates that, that, that represented great sadness and tragedy. And you turned them into something that was just exquisitely beautiful. Oh, thank you. Uh, yes, thank you. Um, you know, when we get back from the break, I would like to address the love your enemies thing, because that is a tough one to grasp. But when you get it, it's very liberating mm-hmm. when, when you get it, because it, you, rec- you, you reclaim your power with that. Right with the love your enemies thing. It's oh, it's yeah. not it's not easy to do. Oh boy, it's not easy. The ego does not like us to love our enemies. But, but no. Yeah. <laughs> but, but but you have that that namaste. You know the the spirit in me honors the spirit within you. And you know if you can get to that place, then you can go that one step beyond. It takes a heck of a lot of time. It does. It does. But but honestly and. I've actually mastered that because I have challenges. I have people who challenged me just recently. And I I mean, just trying to upset me. And the more I wasn't upset, the harder they tried to upset me. Right? Yeah. And and I realized that I I mean, I was not offended. I wasn't hurt. And this is somebody who's close to me, you know. I wasn't offended or hurt. I saw it completely different. I thought, you know, this is a toxic, this is not healthy for me. I will love this person. I will love this person. It's unconditional love, but I don't have to be in the presence of their actions, right? I don't, I don't have to be in the presence of their words. I, I deserve better than that. So I think what I'll do is love them from over here. And- <laughs> Well, you know, it, it's really funny because some you can you can love someone, but you don't necessarily have to always like them. Oh yeah, we've heard that one. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It it it, it can it is a challenge. There's no doubt about it. And and you know, there are situations where 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 people can throw at you the most most horrific you know, which you know the most horrific. Um, circumstances and you know how can this be positive and you know it's if you take a look at at a lot of the 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 tragedies that have happened it's a matter of how the people experiencing it choose to perceive it and in that perception they can either build something great wonderful and loving or they can wallow in self-pity and 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 you know, don't get me wrong. A good wallow now and then is fine. <laughs> Everybody has a right to it. Every, no, seriously. I mean, um, you, you know, you, you there there is a time for tears. It's part of the contract. It's part of this. And 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 it is. You know, when when you think of of, of amazing sad time frames, um, and and then look at what some people have done with. With absolute tragedy, and and they've they've built you know um, um, things into organizations to help other children or other people or other you know situations. They've they've taken that that energy and they've put it to a positive cause. And you know something, if 
it's a great way to defeat your enemy. If you refuse to be, you know, overtaken, overwhelmed and defeated, if you only, if you, if you only find joy and positive energy, um, they have to give up and go away eventually. Right. Right. And they will. But, but again, there is a very thin line between, between justice and vengeance. And I do believe in justice. And, and if, if someone has committed horrible acts of violence, they should pay for it. I'm it, not saying you give them a hug and pat them on the head and say, no, 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 no. No, <laughs> no I, I, I think the word there that I use would be balance. You know, mm-hmm. it needs to be balanced because um, and 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 they're the beautiful word of karma, you know, the beautiful word of karma, because it will absolutely balance itself out and if somebody has done something horrific oh ho, ho, yeah yeah and if we get in the way often often it, it puts off karma actually happening you know to the extent that it should so right. um, you know when when I've really been hurt or really been mistreated or really been misjudged um, the hardest thing to do is step back and do nothing but oh my goodness and great satisfaction Karma steps in. We'll be back in three to five minutes, guys. and the experience of a lifetime for the Cruise into Spirit and Seminar at Sea, October 15 to the 22nd, 2016. Sailing from Fort Lauderdale, Florida to the Eastern Caribbean on the fabulous Oasis of the Seas, featuring some of the most respected spiritual leaders on the planet, including Lisa Williams, Kim Russo, Don Jose Ruiz, Daniel and Catherine Brinkley, Denise Lynn, Moss Sajani, Susan Shumsky, myself, and many more. Our holistic seminar at sea takes place on board one of the most extraordinary cruise ships on the planet a ship that is so enormous and so fantastic it's a destination in itself with broadway shows ice skating fountain and diving shows gourmet food high-speed internet spa free room service surfing rock climbing zip lining and so much more delight in a conference at sea with some of the world's greatest spiritual guides enjoy seven days of pure bliss sailing into spiritual awakening and higher awareness visit magnificent tropical ports of nassau st thomas and st martin participate in awesome spiritual workshops and activities practice yoga qigong and sacred dance enjoy vegetarian non-vegetarian vegetarian or raw food nightly ufo watches under the stars make new friends gain greater wisdom and create memories that will last a lifetime at www.cruiseintospirit.com when you register for this spectacular seven-day cruise seminar please enter my name sean david morton www.cruiseintospirit you'll cruise into heaven at a time you'll never forget
your data safe? You have the necessary information to assist you in confidently living through just about any survival situation. Is survival and gardening, off-grid living, medical knowledge, or even natural or man-made EMPs on your list of personal concerns? Do you have your documents and your personal information in a safe place in your hands where you know where it is? Well, check out our preloaded EMP-proof thumb drive. Over 3 gigs of survival documents and how-tos, plus the USDA offline food preservation website, and much, much more, including a surprise bonus we just can't tell you about here. With plenty of room left over to store your most important documents. Imagine if a mega virus or a computer failure took out your bank, or all the banks for that matter. Are your banking records safe in your hands so when they get things fixed and prepared, you can say, hey, look, this is what I had. You have it. I want it back. Is your personal data safe? Family records? Addresses? phone numbers we'll squeeze on over to freedomslips.com yes that's www.freedomslips.com click the banner on the homepage for the EMP proof bullet drive to get the full scoop of everything that we offer so folks keep your data safe for your peace of mind revolution radio freedomslips.com you don't need to expect us we're already here gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent news story, and I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. On the go? Still want to listen? Don't have one of those fancy phones with too many buttons. Don't know what an app is? Or you don't even care? Well, we got you here at Revolution Radio. Now you can dial in 24-7 to listen to our shows. We have a number for Studio A and Studio B. And best of all, it's free. Don't forget, carrier charges for your cell phone provider may apply, though. So check with your cell provider to make sure. So ready? Here you go. Get a pen. Here's the number. Studio A is 712-432-6958. And Studio B is 716-748-0112. Thank you very much for listening to Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com, the number one listener-supported radio station in the world. Officer for the week. Yes. But all the decisions of that officer have to be ratified at a special bi-weekly meeting. Yes, I see. By a civil majority in the case of purely internal affairs. Be quiet. But by a two-thirds majority in the case of more Be quiet. I order you to be quiet. Look, you stupid bastard. You've got no arms left. Yes, I have. Look. It's just a flesh wound. I don't believe I've seen such a display of courage, skill, nerve, grace, stupidity. I'll do you for that. What? Come here. What are you going to do, bleed on me? I'm invincible! You're a loony. A black knight always triumphs! Roundtable Live, Monday through Friday, 1 a.m. till 4 a.m. Eastern Time. Bring your mind, bring your ideas, bring your voice. King Arthur had nothing on us. Hey, Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com. Yep. 
opinions expressed on this radio station, its programs, and its website by the hosts, guests, and call-in listeners or chatters are solely the opinions of the original source who expressed them. They do not necessarily represent the opinions of Revolution Radio and FreedomSlips.com, its staff, or affiliates. You're listening to Revolution Radio, FreedomSlips.com, 100% listener-supported radio, and now we return you to your host. This is Nightlight on Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com. If you like what you hear, please help endorse our efforts and airtime by visiting the station support page and making a donation from station owner to everybody who works here, to the guests, to the hosts, to the staff. We all work without any sort of compensation. So if you appreciate what you're hearing, Visit our donation page, leave a small donation or a large one. Large one would be great. And um, just just to let us know how much you appreciate what we're doing, because I have to tell you the staff and is is just amazing. I couldn't do this without my producer. I would I would be sitting here obviously talking with a muted microphone. So we really appreciate your support of our efforts meager as though some of us may be sometimes. So leave us a little bit of, of donation to let us know you appreciate us as much as we appreciate you. Any donation is, is really appreciated. And it keeps freedom ever-present out there for those who seek independent thought and the new paradigms and philosophies that are constantly rolling around here. So we're back, Cynthia. Thank you so much. I, You know, we when we were talking about how were we going to celebrate spirit? How were we going to take um, the horror that, that's going on with, with these terrorist attacks that, that, that have been going on since the beginning of time, let's face it. And, and you know, sometimes words just aren't enough. And, and what's fabulous is music is another language and it transcends speech. Yes. And, and you were able to, to weave emotion and and thought and and hope and and actually um love into into what you played and and it's it's i mean you channel music so beautifully it just boggles my mind oh thank you well it's basically what i'm doing is energy it's or, or emotion you know and that's what music is and uh you know what's so cool i I pay attention to soundtracks on movies, you know, and, and a lot of times they'll just play like, right? Now that's, uh-huh. All right, so when I play that, what does that imply to you? What, what does that feel? Like? Well, that's, 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 that's danger coming. Look out. Right. Okay, now if I do. that danger running yeah exactly running and so uh when i was thinking of of the runners at the boston marathon you know i was doing kind of you know one two one two one two that's how they you know that pace that they do Uh by the way if anybody's out there that that does sports 
music is a wonderful, wonderful way to get into the, what do they call it, the zone? Yeah, the zone. So, so in other words, you can run or you can swim or you can go one, two, 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 one, two. That's how they used to, you know, row the boats across the ocean. and. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you get that, you get a rhythm going, the faster the, the rhythm, the faster you will move, right? So, right. so uh, you can get a song in your head, but I, I think it's easier just to do one, two, one, two. My brother and I won every three-legged sack race with that when we were little kids. Because I, <laughs> I would say, I would tell him, I'd say, okay, inside leg is one, outside leg is two. Right. So people would be falling down everywhere. And I go one, two, one, two, one, two. And we just fly across the finish line. Well, isn't that how the Vikings that didn't they have a drummer that was was giving them a rhythm as they were rowing? Oh, yeah. And the Romans and the, you know, Egyptians. Uh Uh, I'm sure that there was a drum when they were dragging. In fact, there's a, a piece on one of my on my one of my albums called the great pyramid that's them you know the the idea of the drum and it's it's a, like that kind of a one two see like so it's like one two drag it one two drag it like Right. So I put that in the bass line. And it was funny. There's this there was a kid at the local grocery store that loved my music. And he said, yeah, I can. He he said, I heard how they were one, two, dragging the stone, building the the big pyramid. And I went, you got it. Uh And and he's a very simple minded kid. I remember that. But real sweet kid. Right. Uh huh. I think that, you know, he might have been a little bit slow, Forrest Gump type, but he got it. He totally got it. So. Well, what, what blows me away with, with, with music is it transcends language. Mm-hmm. So that, so that you can put a message in the music that, oh, yeah. that any, anyone who speaks any, just all they need to do is be able to hear. Um, you know, they'll, 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 they'll get your message. And, and the thing that I have found with all of the music that you play is that there is a sense of joy to all of it, no matter how somber it may seem. Somehow that joy trickles in there and you can, you can just hear it subtly in the background, but it's always there. And right. I, I think that, that your music is, is amazing because first of all it's beautiful but oh, second of all it gives a subliminal message to people who may who aren't even listening for it it just implants right. that message within their consciousnesses and and um you know we we often all of us carry carry tunes and music in our heads that 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 we sometimes just play in the background of our thoughts and and it, it, it takes us to another level, another dimension of consciousness. And mm-hmm. that's, that's part of the point of this whole show that, that, that there is another level of consciousness. We don't, we just, we don't re- report the terrorist attack and 
the number of people that died. That's part of the story, but that's not the end of the story. The, the story goes beyond that into, okay, so these souls were released. There's a message here. We can grow from it. We can learn from it. We can, we can create beauty from it so that, so that we aren't left with, with just the picture of the awful stuff. We're, we're, we're left with something very beautiful that is a, a, a tribute to the spirits who sacrificed themselves at that point in time. Absolutely. Right. And have you ever heard the, the phrase, he who sings prays twice? Ah, have you ever heard it? But yeah, I, I, it makes perfect sense. One of those saints, like I think it might've been Aquinas, something like that. Anyway, he wrote that one time that he who sings prays twice. And I have been known to go down the road and, and I've, you know, I think sometimes people get a little bit confused on how you pray, right? Now, I was raised Catholic, and they, you know, they've got a prayer for everything. You stubbed your toe, got a prayer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You scraped your elbow, we got a prayer, right? But something that I have found really liberating is to take a song that something even about love, right, that could, that enhances a prayer. So I've, for instance, uh, you know, that that idea of surrender, uh-huh. to, you know, the, the idea of surrender, let, let go, let God, whatever, you know, whatever that is, you know, that surrender thing. Uh-huh. I'll go down the road, and I remember the first time I did it. it was, I was in a country road in Texas, and I went, I'm leaving it. Up to you, you decide what I'm going to do. Yeah. <laughs> and I was singing that song all the way down the road. You know I need your love to see me through. You know, take it, take the liberty to make your own, your own words up there. Yeah, and I think I should point out here that, that it was he who sings, you know, prayers twice Praise twice, but but he also did not say he who sings well, <laughs> because there are many of us that while while we love to sing, I do believe in the Bible it says make it make a make a a, a, a grateful joyful. noise a joyful, a joyful noise. noise yeah, that's it. Lord. Does not say music says no, no. noise. <laughs> that's it. That's right. Yeah. So there's that. There's another one that I like to do, like when you have the prayer of appreciation. Uh-huh. So that's my prayer of surrender. My prayer of appreciation is, I feel good. Do, 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 do. You know that I should. Do, 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 do. I feel good. So you, so that's my, my prayer of appreciation. And the other one is my prayer of surrender. And both of them are very powerful prayers. And I've got another prayer that I want to share with your, our listeners tonight that's really very, very, very powerful. I remember, and I, I teach this when I do my seminars. Mm-hmm. Uh, after we left Tennessee and came to Texas, I had my I had gone to Italy. My daughter wanted to be married in Italy because she was marrying a an Italian, you know. So we all flew over there. We got a villa, all of this. Well. 
it was put on my credit card, right? <laughs> and and this was a time when we first started learning how to pay online, right? Mm-hmm. And there was a way to pay online that I didn't know there was one more click to do, right? So what would happen? So I went to go play, pay this gigantic bill that I had and I didn't click it and my interest rate so it was it showed yeah payment blah 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 but it didn't say but it then it was approved there was an approve button right you had to click that button that said yes that's what I want to do and I didn't do that because we're just learning well 34 (sighs) percent my credit card went up to 34 percent and I was buried in interest buried i my i was making a payment of 500 and some dollars a month and most of it was interest okay i could not get that doggone uh principal rate down Uh so so what happened when i moved to texas is i started saying I get unexpected income all the time. I get unexpected income all the time, right? I get unexpected income. We all know that. Okay, and then this is the most important part of that. I would say I am grateful for the income all the time. I am thankful for my income all the time. You have to put the appreciation in there. You have to. That's very, that's the main ingredient of getting anything done, right? Then I put, I needed $10,000 to pay all of this off. So I put this big sign up on my refrigerator that said paid in full. You see, this was 2007. So it said paid in full 2007, right? Big red letters on my refrigerator that I saw all the time. I didn't know how I was going to get $10,000. I just knew I needed it, right? Uh And I'll be darned if a few weeks later I got this royalty check from Jose Cuervo because I wrote the song Jose Cuervo uh-huh. random crazy extra bonus money that they forgot to send me for $9,965 yep yep that's the way it works so and it, it's it's that's a great story and you know it 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 honest to goodness chocolate works that way. <laughs> it really does. The, the explain secret, explain it explain it the Lucy. Secret <laughs> is, the secret is you have to one hundred percent believe it. Right. That's and, it. and and if you're just trying it on for size it won't work. If you're if you're insincere about the whole thing, it won't work. If no. you're looking for for money that that you know isn't do ya, it yeah. won't work. Right. It, it you know what happens is the universe when it recognizes the sincerity, right, um, helps us out. And Every time. Oh my goodness. Um, when. Um, when when I came home with my son, um, 
second time, um, I had a great deal of debt. And, and, um, then my son went to college and I had a lot more. And, uh, I had been told that, that being in the, the, the spiritual field was where I belonged. And, and basically I would say to anybody that said it to me, when I retire, I'll do this full time. But you have to understand, I, you know, two master's degrees, 20 some years of teaching. I'm making good money, but I have huge debt to pay off. And so I really, I can't afford to stop teaching and just do this work because I love it. Um, I have to pay my debts and it, 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 I have to eat, wear clothes and have a roof over my head. And, mm-hmm. and, and I kept saying, you know, when I retire, everything will be fine. And I had a car accident. And um, the car accident disabled me. I, I had vertigo. I couldn't teach. And I had huge debt. And my mother said, well, you know, I can give you a roof over your head and food in your body, but I can't pay your debts. And I said, I totally understand that. And um, she said, well, what are you going to do? Are you going to try to do more readings? And I said, you know what, if if this is the universe's way of saying you need to do this work full time, then it's going to have to show me that that's really what I'm supposed to do because right at the moment it doesn't, I, I don't want to take an ego step like that. So, um, it, it was, it was, there was obviously a lawsuit and, and I was not able to go into work. Happily, I had about a year and a half of sick days built up so that my paycheck did kind of come in until at a certain point in time where um, they decided that they wanted to stop the paycheck, and, and they did. And at that point, somebody said to me, why don't you go down and, and sign up for um, Social Security Disability? And I said, well, I have a job. I can't take disability because I have a job. Mm-hmm. They said, well, you can't work, so you've put the money in. And I went down, and I filled out the papers, and they said, well, you realize this could take six months to a year. And I said, look, I don't even expect to get it, but here are the doctor's <laughs> things, you know. And, and right. I said I, I said I would apply for it, and I did. And they said, well, it'll take six months at least. And I said, I understand that. Two weeks later, I was approved, and I got a check that was retroactive to um, the time of the car accident. And um, I was able to... Um, pay off some of the debt and my mother said, well good, now you can do readings and stuff. And I said, this doesn't, this doesn't in any way, shape or form, um, equal my salary. I can't. And so about another six months went, came, went another, not, not six months, another six, no, it was almost six months. And somebody called me from the school system and, and the bills just kept piling up and, and they said, well, you know, you have, um, disability insurance why haven't you claimed it and I said well I only paid one installment so I didn't think I was eligible and they said oh no you are they filed the papers I got a check that was very large retroactive to the time of the um, car accident and it continued to pay and and my mother said okay there now will you at least please Stop sitting back and, you know, just, you know, doing nothing because you're waiting for the universe to send you a telegram. And I said, you know, the two checks coming in don't come anywhere near what I need to live. And, and another two, three months went, went by and, and more bills piled up, obviously. And, um, 
I was forced into early retirement. Now, I was in my 40s, and um, I was too young to actually retire, but they gave me an incentive package to retire, and um, I got my retirement, my pension payment started early, and between the the three checks that came in, they equaled to the dollar my last paycheck. (laughs) wow and it was the universe it was you know my mother looked at me and said finally now will you actually do some of these readings and I said now I will go to work on the spiritual stuff now now if if this isn't a message from the universe that this is what I should be doing then then (laughs) I really am misinterpreting all of this but but it's it's you get stuff you've earned not stuff, right. not stuff that, you know, it's not the lottery. I mean, and there are people that win the lottery, and I truly do believe that, that for the most part they are people that really deserve the money. Right, right. But, yeah. but you know, the universe does supply what we need, and, and you know, it, it's, it's, it's just phenomenal. And having those affirmations, those kind of affirmations, I mean, it's wonderful. So many people... Do it so somberly, so so ritualistically, so almost religiously that I sometimes think that they are they are just doing things by rote and the sincerity isn't in there and that's why they don't work. Mm-hmm. But if and and I'm not saying everybody should go out and start singing it, although I think it would might probably be a nicer world if they did. Um, it's it's to find a way to express yourself joyfully. And, and, you know, really truly believe in the affirmation that you're saying, whether you're singing it, whether you're humming it, whether you're playing it on a kazoo, you know, (laughs) however you put it out there, um, do it with joy. Because if there's joy behind it, then joy brings it back a lot faster, I have found. Oh, absolutely. Well, we have to clear our minds. We have to get out of our mind for miracles to happen. And music is a wonderful way to do that because it keeps you focused. You just sing the song. You don't, you don't allow any negative thought to come in. You know, make up your own song and don't allow one negative thought to come in. So that's um, what I've learned. And I've also learned that, you know, you have to be patient and you have to be trusting and, Things happen when they're supposed to. Uh-huh. Uh, you also have to be proactive, you know, doing something. You can't just sit home and say, okay, this is what I want. Bring it on. I well, guess you that, know, <laughs> there are people that do that. <laughs> and, and, you know, I techni- technically maybe that's possible, right? But it's kind of like that old joke, uh, buy a lottery ticket. Where's my lottery money? Buy the ticket. <laughs> you can't. <Yeah. laughs> You got to be in it to win it. Yeah, yeah, you got to be in it to win or do something. Right. So. Yeah, no, I I think that that you know going going back to the, to our to our um, presentation tonight, I I think one of the the things that was so important for me to get across, and you certainly did help me beautifully with it, um, is that that. That, that, that spiritual leap that goes beyond the, the tragedy and the sadness is, is such a huge one. But once, 
once you can flow into that, once you, you don't have to understand the why so much as, as sharing in the joy because those spirits that have crossed over, the moment they cross over, they're in joy, they're in bliss, they're in, they're, they're, they're in such, uh, an amazing, uh, soup of love that it's unbelievable. And when they, they look back and they can and they see, you know, the sadness and, and all of the frustration and everything that goes on, it, it, it saddens them to think that, that we can't celebrate their joy. And, um, you know, we, we have often talked about people who have had, um, near death experiences and how they don't want to come back because, right. because it is so, so amazing and blissful on the other side. And, and, um, so it's, so it's sort of like, please understand that, that they may have passed in horrific circumstances, but, but what we see is not where they are at this moment in time. Right. Right. And, and then the other thing is when they come visit us, right? Uh-huh. I ha- and, and you know that, you know, they mess with your electronic stuff or they, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, I think we all have that story where somebody just passed and you're saying, you know, the weirdest thing happened, right? Their favorite cup just fell over and they're, or, you know, they're, the, their picture just, I walked into the bedroom and it was cricket, right? Uh-huh. It, that type of thing. We've, we've all, where we kind of go, okay, this is different. This is strange. This is weird. Uh-huh. But, uh, we, in fact, we had a friend, um, when the kids were little, they, um, we had this, Dennis had, my husband had a fellow who worked for him who had this darling little girl. And she used to come spend weeks at a time with us. And she started coming when she was 10, every summer. And then when she was 14, she was killed in a car wreck. And I'll tell you what, for about two months, she was a very spirited, beautiful, uh, spunky little thing, right? And uh-huh. we, we all loved her very much. But we, I mean, she would do stuff all over the house. And the kids kind of, it was it was getting a little bit scary for them, right? But I mean, the my thing would be, you know, I put my earrings down when I go to bed. I always put my earrings together, and I'd wake up, and one would be on where I left one, and the other one would be somewhere else in an obvious place. But I'd always find them, right? Uh-huh. That happened. Uh, like one would be on the bathroom sink, and one would be on a windowsill or something. And so, you know, doors would shut and open, lights would flicker. We had, you know, funny little things like that. But then there was the one day where I had this one room that I called the teddy bear room because we had so many teddy bears. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to make a room and just call it the teddy bear room. And there were, count them, 30 teddy bears on this bed. Oh, my gosh. When you have six kids... And each have a, (laughs) you get this lifetime of teddy bears, right? So, so, and then, you know, I had teddy bear pictures. Well, when she would spend the night, she would put the teddy bears, she would line them up on the wall. 
and say, okay, this you're this person, you're their friend, and you're their friend, and you know she'd line them all very deliberately on the wall, uh-huh. um, all the teddy bears. And one morning, when the kids woke up, those teddy bears were all lined up, and the kids hadn't done that, right? And oh my gosh, they, they I remember they were all eating Cheerios. <laughs> <laughs> And they started crying. Ah! <laughs> they just. And I remember I told them, I said, now, if any of you, if what happened to Lynn happened to any of you, wouldn't she want us to know that you were okay? Right? I said, wouldn't, wouldn't she want us to know that you were with God and everything was just great? I said, that's all she's doing. She's not trying to scare you. She's trying, she's just wants us to know she's okay. Mm -hmm. And what was interesting about that, she died in June and the kids were with us all summer. And then on her birthday was August 2nd. And I promise you when her birthday came around, it all kind of stopped. It all just sort of stopped. And the the daily stuff. I mean, it was daily something, and and it got to be kind of a little bit of a joke because we'd say, "Oh, Lynn's here, Lynn's here," <laughs> you know. We we would we would we would do that, and all the kids we all had that experience, and it was a a great experience for all of us because it really. I mean, it was blatant. There was no denying it. It was kind of subtle at first, but then we we got comfortable with it uh-huh. and then and then it stopped one day it just stopped and then it, it was really very uh, a beautiful experience i would say and well, I, well know, once I, once in a while i was just going to say one more uh, when sure. i was when i was recording my music all those albums that i did um, I, I would put pictures of everybody I loved around me and I would invite my grandparents that had passed away and everybody in the room. I said, okay, I'm going to give you all a concert, right? Um, because I wanted to play with my spirit. So I thought the best way to do that was to invite spirits. <laughs> so I said, oh my God, I can invite anybody I want. That's passed on. I got my piano teacher here. My grandparents are here, right? You know, I mean, uh-huh. Lynn, and all. And I'm not kidding you. I'm sitting there, and and over to my the left, my left, I heard thanks a lot, right? I could just I just heard it in my head, and I went Lynn, and she says, and she and I heard her laughing, right? Uh-huh. And I and I went, oh Lynn, you're here, right? But she was the only one I could hear. I could feel the other ones, but uh-huh. but in my head, I, I I heard her say that. Thanks a lot for you for what about me, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. And I went, oh my goodness. So, and there have been times I've been on a walk and I'll feel her. I, it's not as as often as it used to be, but for a long time it was all the time. You know, very sporadic, but she was always with me. Well, people who have passed over, you know, they really do try to let us know they're okay. And and often it's in such subtle ways that, that we actually miss the messages. And it's really, um, it, it's, 
it's amazing because I, I think that almost everyone that passes over wants to let the people that they loved know they're okay. Mm -hmm. And, um, I know when Patrick passed over, I, a couple of days later, I was just changing the sheets on the bed and everything. And, um, I had everything off the bed and I turned to put an, uh, you know, clean stuff on. And there in the middle of the bed on the side that, that he slept on was a penny, a brand new penny. <laughs> and, and it was like, okay, I got you. You're here. Terrific. Wow. And, and it was, it just just to know that in a way that that, that presence was really there because because mm. I don't sleep with money and if I did trust me it wouldn't be pennies so <laughs> uh, so um but but uh, it's it's he had one he had one of those lights that you know you touch and it goes on and then you touch again and it goes brighter 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 and then off oh yeah uh huh uh huh and I had it in my bedroom and um. You know, it, it was just there because it was there, and it got to the point that that he would turn the light on so often at night at weird times and stuff. And you know, I would say, "I got it. You're here. I'm glad." But but it's three in the morning, and <laughs> and uh, I finally took it and I got it rewired because I thought maybe there was a loose wire. Um, you know, I'm I'm not the first one that is. You know, I I try not to jump to the to the conclusion that it's a spirit, you know, mm -hmm. before I've, you know, ruled out all the other possibilities. And I had it rewired and it was upstairs and a friend of mine is, is using the rooms upstairs and she said she found the light up there and she, it was just perfect for, you know, beside the bed. And I said, well, Patrick likes to turn that on and off at weird hours. And, you know, she just looked at me and I said, I, it's been rewired. It's okay. But, and she said it works fine. And I said, I know it does, but just be ready. And you know, a week or so later, she came downstairs and said, I had to unplug the light. And I said, really? And she said, uh, Patrick keeps turning it on at, at, at 3.30 in the morning. And I, I said, well, you could ask him to, to not do it, but I, I can't imagine he'd pay attention. Yeah, but but it, 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 it's funny? it's situations like that really do happen and and you know there there are lots of things dropping pennies dropping feathers um sometimes the phone rings and there's nobody there uh there are lots of different signs that that they and, and they seem to all have an electronic um except for the pennies electronic uh -huh. um type of uh a thing, you know, butterflies or, 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 or hummingbirds coming out of season. I mean, there are lots of different things that happen. And usually when someone close to you passes, you're so raw, you really don't, don't, you're not taking the time to notice those subtleties, but they're there if you, if you do take the time. And again, um, people come back because they're full of love, because there's a reason. And, and to get back again to, to what we we did tonight all of those people that, that passed in all of those situations their families have have in many ways taken those situations and and for a great number of them foundations have been formed special funds have been formed um mm -hmm. different different kinds of of um charities have been set up there have been 
an, an amazing amount of, of very positive, wonderful things that have come out of these horrible situations. And it's, you know, we, we create our reality by the perception, our perception of it so that, so that, you know, if you can go that one step beyond, if you can move past, you know, and, and I'm not saying don't mourn and don't, don't go through all of the stages of mourning. I can do that. Absolutely. But, but take that and build something positive, um, a memorial for the person that you loved, mm-hmm. a, a way of honoring their presence within this reality, not, not, not out of anger or frustration, but out of love. Help, you know, take that energy that you feel and build something positive from it because that means that they, their passing at that, that particular point in time in their life has far greater meaning. Right. You know, it, it's, it's, you have a choice. You can either let it haunt you or it, you can let it take you to greater heights of understanding and awareness. And, 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 you know, my vote is always for going into new levels of consciousness because there's such magic there. It's unbelievable. Right. Absolutely. And I think also that there's some people that get kind of caught in between. Um, yeah. Do you remember that show, Ghost Whisperer? Yes. Remember that? I always liked that show. And I always wondered, who thought of that? Uh, you know, why do we like watching that? You know, why was it? I mean, there was, it was on for many, many seasons. So it was popular. But it's like, why do we, I mean, a, a television show is going to stay on for many seasons because of its popularity, right? I mean, uh-huh. we know that. And so it's like, why did we love that show? Why do people? Why did people love that show? Or or the medium? Remember, the the um, the gal who you know could see dead people and all that stuff. Yeah. It's like, why do we? Why do we love those shows? Well, so, I, I, you know, in in one way, it's because it gives us confirmation. It gives us confirmation, but also, it really happens. I mean, there's people who, um, you know, and, and they'll say, I see people who've passed. I see dead people, right? Uh-huh. And and um, it's, it's interesting. It really does get our curiosity. It really, there's a part of us that's, that, I don't know that it, it satisfies a spiritual part of us. It, uh-huh. I, I think that's the best way to put it. It's not that we're, we want to believe it or we try to believe it because, you know, whenever you try to put logic to something, then you're involving your mind. Yeah. And and the mind is just silly. You know, the mind, it's good, but you don't have to explain everything. You don't have to prove everything. All you need to do is feel it. Just, you know, feel it. Artists know that. That's what artists do. That's why artists, you know, people... <laughs> People, oh, my daughter's always, oh, she's an artist, you know. She's just, (laughs) (laughs) artists don't, don't, we don't, we're not totally grounded a lot of times, you know, because we don't, we don't want to be part of the normal. We want to be in a place of expansion, right? We want to interpret things and we, we want to do that. So we don't. You know, I always tell people I like to get out of my mind. I like to go out of my mind, you know. 
Because well, yeah, I mean, if you're if you're talking the intellectual, you're you're anchored to this reality, and and mm-hmm. there's no, there's no room for um, the magical and the mystical. It's it's like you know, it's black and white. How it, sad. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so, do you have people, Barbara, that that say? Oh, you're a psychic. Oh, there's not such thing as psychics. Oh, that, and they they start on that whole thing of. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, and and I, when somebody says that, I say to them, "You're obviously not psychic, because you because you don't believe because you're not psychic. You can't understand how anyone else could be right. Uh-huh. So because it's an invisible." kind of thing but um, well it's it's a knowingness and we all we all have it and and it's just that we all don't use it that's all right well i'll tell you it's been happening with me more oh i know what i wanted to tell you you know i'm writing my new book right now i'm writing Uh the the third book of my trilogy yeah ruby and oh man that i had this native american drum Right. And when I feel like I'm getting messages from the other side, uh-huh. um, it's hard to explain. But when I sit down to write these books, I don't get writer's block. I the stories just come to me from somewhere. Right. I don't know exactly where. But boy, that drum starts going. Thump, 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 thump. Right. Uh-huh. Right. So it's really strange. I'll I'll be writing away and then all of a sudden here it goes. It's it's almost I mean there it goes. Just this bump bump bump. It's the it's on my Native American. So I think the that the my little spirits or whatever my little committee that's helping me <laughs> uh, I don't know who it is. I honestly I don't I know that but this one is about Wyatt Earp. Uh, what a, I really, I like to pick people or personalities that made a big impact. And one thing about Wyatt Earp is he, um, been, there's been a lot of movies made about him, a lot of books written on him. The, the whole town of Tombstone thrives because of the OK Corral, which was mm-hmm. a shoot, which was a shootout. That's the whole reason that whole town even exists. That whole, so he represents the spirit of the old west. And he, man, I love that man. I've I've been uh, reading more and more and more about him, and and it's almost like I'm getting these pieces of information. That's what I'm telling you. I might be. I don't know where I'm getting it. Maybe from him. I don't know. But what happens is. I got like like uh, I'll be bouncing around doing my research, and I'll get a new piece of information that helps me. It's like putting a whole puzzle together, uh-huh. and then and then I go, oh, I see what happened here. I see what happened here. I mean, I'm getting a real clear picture of it, but I'm taking it from the woman's side. You know, that's what I do. I write from the women's point of view. Uh huh. So my point of view is the women wringing her hands. Oh, please don't go. Oh, you're going to get yourself killed. 
um, really, do you have to go do that? <laughs> you know, I love you. I might not ever see you again if you go out and stand in front of a rifle. <laughs> yeah. I just, just before you go any further, I I, I do want to mention uh, because I I know Sean has probably put it in the chat room, but for those who aren't listening live and who listen in archive, Cynthia's um. Website is cynthiamusic.com, and her books are there, and her books are are fabulous. It's it's um, Pearl and Diamond and now Ruby, and they're fabulous books. and And um, and I can be found at www.barbaradulong.com. But but check out Cynthia's uh, website because you can listen to her music there as well. Which is which is spectacular music. Okay, and say hi. Put a little note in there. I got a place there you can say hi to me. So say hi. <laughs> and say hi. Say hi. Yeah. But, but, but no, we we've done a couple of shows on on uh, your books and 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 they are fabulous. They talk about the sacred feminine and they talk about women during the 1900s, early 1900s, and right. Late 1800s, early 1900s, and their plight, and and um, the books are informative. They are full of laughter and love, and they're full of they're they're just full of wonderful, electrical, uh, vibrantly alive ladies that that took the world. You know, they took the bit between their mouth and they ran with it, and yeah. it kind of gives you. Um, you know, today there are a lot of women that just um, haven't taken their power back. And mm-hmm. it's it's very sad because those women that you write about had a choice. They could either be destroyed by their circumstances or they could not only survive, but they could thrive. And that's exactly what they did. Right. You know, I discovered with Ruby, by the way, I was talking to my editor today about it and – I have discovered with Ruby that my whole idea of writing these books is that when we've had life experiences, which the older we get, the more experiences we have, right? We have, I think there's a responsibility or of mentoring to uh, the younger generation. And uh, I used to tell my children and, this is what I'm trying to do in the books. I'd say you can either do it and discover it's not going to turn out well, which is really the best way to learn something, right? Uh-huh. Or you can let me pave the road here and tell you what's going to happen, right? And and give you advice of what to do or not to do. And this is what I'm doing here in these books because it. I mean, I could go, this, of course, that's another whole show again, you know, but I'm really enjoying writing that. I'll tell you, it is so rustic in the 1880s in the Western, the old West. Mm-hmm. So, so rustic and trying to understand the spirit of the girls that were, you know, sporting women, what was going on. You know, they have that show called Girls Gone Wild. Yeah. Right. Right. Man, that's nothing new, everyone. <laughs> that is not anything new. 
Okay, girls got, so I thought, oh, that all started in the 20s, girls gone wild, because it really did. No, it was the 1880s, too, um, the, the Wild West. Again, I'm getting a real feel for how these women felt, how, you know, um, why they did what they did. I'm getting this, the attitude of men towards them, and... A lot of that hasn't changed, but it's coming from somewhere, Barbara. It's coming from somewhere. And I think it's coming, you know, like you said, we all have this ability and we can tune in to a character in history. And maybe, I don't know, maybe their energy shows up. I don't know. It's just that it seems like I'm, I know things that I'm not even reading. I just understand things that no one's really even telling me does that does that make sense i mean oh absolutely i think you you totally channeled this material and oh wow and, and yeah. you know to be honest with you you were probably one of the girls so oh, a it, couple times yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's no no doubt there yeah it yep. just you know it's it's but but your your books are just so full of Amazing information, and and I I, um, I I know that you know you you you're talking about three, and it just feels to me like there has to be more than three. Oh yeah, so, I, I already know it's going to happen in Emerald. Yeah. Oh cool. Yeah, I I want to finish the trilogy, right? I I want to finish it because then I start all over with the trilogy. I'll uh-huh. have my three books, and then I'll write Emerald. I already know what that will be, but. Uh, it, it's really good to be able to talk to someone like yourself <laughs> because, because you can feel like you're a little crazy and you can't tell everybody, oh, yeah, dead people talk to me when I'm writing my book. <laughs> Wyatt, or Pete, we've been having these conversations, me and good old Wyatt, right? Yeah. It's, it's not that he te- that I just know I just know him. I can mm-hmm. feel him. I, I know I know him. I know yeah what his attitude is and oh I mean he was a no-nonsense guy he didn't like he was an opportunist uh, but man he didn't like people to be mistreated Uh, he was and he didn't like he didn't like killing he wasn't a killer He, he, he didn't like that he did but he did what had to be done well he also appears in Ruby so um, and diamond. And diamond, yes. Yeah, he's um, in diamond. We're um, we're really close to the end of the show, and so I I, I do want to first of all thank you so much for your music. Oh um, sure, sure. You you absolutely and and you are scheduled. We are going to do an evening where people can call in with their birthdays, and you're going to compose the music of of their spirits for them, and that's okay. in August, I believe. At the very end of August, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. But but and again, your your website is cynthiamusic.com. dot com. Yeah. Come From. write me a little note. <laughs> <laughs> write me a little note. Say say hi. Hi, Cindy. Strongly yeah. urge that people listen to your music, which is yeah. phenomenal, and and check out the books because they are they are an amazing um, tribute to to women and. Um, You'll get a lot of history out of it as right. well. So that, oh, yeah. It, so it's that, good. 
they are amazing. And, um, and you know, so thank you again. And um, see everybody next Monday night. Okay. Studio B. Okay.